0: welcome back everybody to the grip wild podcast men who matter i'm steve wisdom and as always i have brandon he expects me to call him some crazy name broach but i didn't what's up b i still couldn't figure out where you were going so you're still ahead if we're keeping score
1: we're back Today's an awesome day, Steve. I'm, I'm really excited because one of our good friends, Colin McRae has joined us today. And um, man, I met Colin a few years ago through a mutual friend and our relationship has just become such a blessing to me. Colin manages and stewards the True Vine Foundation in Utah, Alabama. It's maybe one of the most beautiful pieces of property in the state, if not beyond. And what Colin and his team are doing there is amazing work. Because of their location, right, they have this distraction-free environment. So teams from all over the region, whether it's sports teams or church groups or community groups, they come in for this leadership development, this team-building experience. And it's amazing because it's kind of remote. And just for for a short period of time, you're able to take away these, these elements that distract us every day and get us all focused in one direction. So I love what you guys are doing down there.
2: Thanks, man.
0: Yeah, me too. I I just met him this year and uh, I've been in the outdoor industry for 13 years. You know, pretty much my 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 business career and personal life all revolves around the outdoors. And you run into a lot of people who like to hunt and like to fish, but you rarely run into someone who has the level of passion for it. Um, and that's what I was so attracted about and I loved it. And I, I just met you and I quickly fell in love with you, to be honest with you. Just, just what you represent and, and, and what you live every day. And, and even, you know, we've gotten an opportunity to spend some time out on your, your place. And, and, uh, it truly is an awesome place. And so thanks for hanging out with us a little bit today. Appreciate it. Appreciate that. Yeah. I mean, uh, you know, I think, I think you love hunting, but when I, when I first, met you and, and I think Brandon can back this up. I mean, you love the outdoors. You, you love to hunt and fish, but there's something about waterfowl that really gets you going Like, t- tell me about, t- tell, tell everybody about your love for waterfowl. Where, where did it come from?
2: Yeah, I definitely can. Uh, there was a, one of those iconic picturesque cypress swamps, <clears throat> the kind that woodies and mergs like to hang out in. And, uh, And my dad had taken myself and my brother out to a particular tree. And I just had those, uh, those hip boots on. And I had a Stevens single shot break action 20 gauge. We were at this tree and this, this, this wood duck came screaming by like they do, dodging trees at 90 to nothing. It's, it's a pretty epic thing to watch. And I, uh, I put the beat on the bird. And, and the bird got the best of me because he, as I fired, he had, he had twirled me about 90 degrees from when I picked him up. So I was looking almost backwards and into the, the frigid cold water. I went and as dad took me to the, to the old, um, blazer and fired it up to get me warm and, and get my toes in front of that heater then. It, it resonated with me because this is, is way more proactive than deer hunting where I'm sitting in a stand or, or in a box. It's, it's, it's incredible in that the best time to duck hunt are the most miserable conditions. And I just, it just hit me. This is cool. This is a, this is where. I can thrive as a naturalist, as an outdoorsman, as a hunter, as, as a a steward. Um, it really resonated when I went to school and my buddies were like, what'd you do, you wouldn't believe what I did. I fell in frigid ice cold water while I was shooting guns at birds, you know, and that's, and they were like, that's a lot cooler than, than building a fort in my backyard. You know, you, you got to do it with guns in frigid water. So and and that's when duck hunting became, it became a, a passion in that the, the more I poured into it creatively, it was special because you had a lot of skin in the game,
0: Yeah.
2: a whole lot of skin in the game.
1: Isn't it crazy how, when we tap into these, these memories, these really, really important moments in our life, the details just come back. It, it's crazy how that experience, man, it marked you. It really made an impression on you. But you grew up around it, which I think is incredible because it's different than the way I grew up. I didn't grow up around the outdoors um, from a young age. I'm kind of late into the game. But I think your story and my story are still similar because we, we both reach a point. Everyone reaches this point of, man, I, I've got a little bit of independence and I've got a little bit of I'm going to try to fill out some other things. And so even growing up in the environment where you grew up with those awesome experiences, you know, you still reached the point of, man, I want to spread my wings a little bit. You know, I want to get away and kind of see what the world has to, has to offer. And so I know you stepped away from Alabama, stepped out away from the foundation and that property for a little while in your journey. What was that part of your story? Like,
2: like most, you know, if you, if you grow up in a, in a secure home, it's awesome. And then, um, when you, when you leave the nest, uh, you're exposed to things, um, quickly. And thank goodness I had, you know, parents who poured into me and, and, um, gave me some foundation with some core values. And, um, I always had, I always had, it was really weird. I always had this, this faithful relationship. Like I knew God was God and I knew he was in charge and I knew he could move mountains. um, but but I wasn't very dependent on him. Like I I was awful at spending time on the word. I was awful at being intentional about having a community of believers that that I shared time and and, and just fellowship with, time and coffee with. And and that facilitated all of these kind of adventurous type scenarios that I would go through to fill that void, you know. Um I, I mean great time, you know, but that, nothing that I ever did had any kingdom impact or eternal purpose, you know. And so therefore it's kind of a loss in my book, you know. So you have this
0: so you have this 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 journey this season where you're kind of experiencing all this all this life stuff, but really not in the context that if you could go back and do it again, on this side of, of perspective, but there, but there's this moment where you, you come back and I, I wouldn't, I wouldn't go as far as maybe saying the, the prodigal son right. journey. Cause it doesn't sound like that, but it's this element of I'm, I'm coming back and getting back in the lane of, and, and, and identifying the reason why I'm here and what I'm supposed to be doing. And, and, and it kind of leads into that moment, that moment of where you return and, you have this moment, this experience of you see it, you feel it, you experience what I'm supposed to be doing, why I'm supposed to be doing it. Tell us a little bit about that, that, that moment.
2: So I didn't know how jacked up my life was until, um, until I had that, that external experience outside of church or small groups or bowel or whatever. Um, and it was a very tangible, a tangible moment, like a, a, like literally tangible moment. So you actually had a moment after, after you'd stepped
1: away from everything that you grew up around and kind of tried to do it on your own. You had this moment where,
2: I mean, you just felt like you found your space. You found your zone, right? Uh, it was planting the vineyards. So I came back from school and, uh, we decided we needed to do something to, to, uh, make the place profitable and we planted all these vines. And after we did, uh, it was, it was pretty crazy. Um, <clears throat> sorry. So I felt I, f- everybody had gone, we had planted maybe 500 vines and, uh, I felt something so tangible like the, the, the God said, you're, you're on the, the path that I've chosen for you that I've created for you. And I mean, it was, it was like, I could eat it. I could taste it. You know, it's like, it it was that time when I realized, wow, everything up until that point from leaving the, the, the incredible environment of my family, my home and going off to boarding school and then going off to college. Um, that was just tons of fun, tons of incredible accomplishments. I feel like, um, not from a, a scholarly standpoint, but certainly from an extracurricular standpoint, um, even, even mission trips to, to Guatemala thinking, man, I saw this going a lot differently in my mind. Um, cause I was there was kind of, I was, it was like, I was doing it on my own terms, um, and so that's the kind of stuff that I was giving myself pats on the back and sticking feathers in my cap. But then that day that, that we planted the vineyards. And I had that experience uh, when I f- literally felt the presence of God uh, give me a okay. Um, I knew, okay, uh, I'm, I'm doing what he wants me to do. And so uh, from that point, I kind of I figured out that, okay, well, well, that's how it makes me feel when I recognize that, that I'm on the path that he's created for me. And I'm fulfilling that plan, um, i I need I think I need to stick to it, you know. And so yeah, I uh that path directly required dependence right in him and not not independence from him. And that's a hard thing for you know, a young professional or you're still a kid when you're in your your young twenties. That's a hard thing to grasp to wrap your mind around. I mean, that's so true, because it really is.
1: I mean, it's it's tough to to be a man and be be chasing these things and be so, man, I gotta control it. I gotta get my stuff. I gotta I gotta make it happen, right? And and really what we're finding out and what we're living out is man, there has to be an element of dependence in your life. In other words, like It can't all be on you because if it is, that's a bad position. I don't want it to be all about me. I don't want it to be
2: all on my shoulders, man, because I know I'm limited, right? The struggle is real, right? Even when you're independent and you think you got it all figured out. And if I had not, you know, had those experiences as a child and, and, and my parents hadn't created those incredible memories and opportunities to pour into me and to establish his core values. Um, You know, it would have been a lot harder for me to circle back and remember what is important.
1: One of the things that you mentioned was this instillment of core values into your life brought on by, by your dad and your experience, which really kind of, sets you on a path moving through your developmental years and then re- eventually coming back to Utah. And I think that's an important thing to talk about. One of the core values, we talked about it a couple of weeks ago with defining the non-negotiables in your life, finding those things that no matter what happens out here, like these are the things that are, these aren't going to change. And what are some of those core values for you, for Colin McCrae, that have shaped your, your life, your impact, shaped your
2: journey everywhere you've been? Well, for sure, um, the culture of honor, um, that's, that's so important, um, in, in, in my life. And I think, um, Trust is, is epic in, in that so many things have to go into trust for it to happen. Um, for trust to, to, to be utilized in relationships, uh, there's got to be, you know, accountability. There's got to be, um, transparency. And, and that's not just, um, relationships like marriages, that's relationships like businesses and and friends for that matter you know I I depend on on my inner circle of of dudes to be incredibly honest with me about my character um, to hold me accountable for where I fall short um, with things like like um, kindness love I mean the fruit of the spirit is kind of all you need, you know? Um, but the one that, that really resonates with me because it's just so peachy is joy. You know, I, I love joy because, um, I'm kind of a grumpy person and when I'm around joyful people, they, they mellow me out. Um, so I, I love that. But, uh, on the ropes course we on the ropes course is we, we, you know, Trust and accountability are, are really big, uh, because they're kind of foundational for the other core values that are so important for your success. If it's in relationships or business or or uh, or whatever, it's, they got to be there. They got to be in place for you to be able to grow. Um, in a in a normal environment, of course.
0: So we always like to leave our listeners with. A step, an action step, something tangible, something they can walk away with, work on, implement, do right now this week. And based off what you guys do at the foundation and what you see from week to week, what, what could you give everyone listening, something tangible to walk away with today?
2: Right on. One, one of the tools that we've seen a, a tremendous amount of value in is for teams to either come with their contract or their core values or be prepared to 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 pin them to alter them to figure out what they are <clears throat> a great example is a team that came a couple of weeks ago a little league team that's done quite well um they had an acronym for their team name the bandits and super simple B is believe a is attitude n is no fear d is determination Um, I is integrity, T is toughness, and S is sacrifice. And so once those are identified, then we have the opportunity to hold each other accountable. And it's even that much more powerful to create that that incredible accountability tool if everyone signs it, right? And so now you have a contract where... I can hold you accountable if i don't see that your that your attitude is up to par like your attitude's cramping my style so hey you know steve and brandon i I need i'm not hearing all because your attitude's messed up or you can come to me and say hey you're a lot tougher than that you can fight through some of these issues that that we see that you're having and it's a it is a just an awesome tool and I've, I've even heard some people in their in their lives when they go home they have these margin plans and they ask their spouse and their best friend to sign off on that margin plan after they do it and, and it's you know with with life how much time do i put in the family how much time do I put in work how much time do i put in my health how much time do i put in my hobbies and then all right there's my plan honey will you sign off on this Or do you, first, do you agree with it? And if you do, you sign off on this and and I invite you to hold me accountable. If you see me slacking up right there, man, that's, that's awesome. It's it's cool. That's beautiful, man. I mean,
0: we, so the challenge this week is maybe sit down and find a, a set of core values that really speak your language, that really speak into your life. Put them down, pin them, put them in a place where you can show someone because that element of showing someone is like you just said, there's a difference between you holding yourself accountable and you putting yourself in a position where someone else can hold you accountable. Absolutely. Put, putting putting me in a position where I can come to you and say, right. man, you're tougher than that. Man, you're stronger than that. Man, look, this is this is what you stand for." Versus you always trying to fight through the head games and fight through your own struggle to to live out those core values. You now have someone not only holding you accountable, but speaking life into sure. you over them. Like, like you know you're tougher than that. You know you're stronger than that. You know that's not what you believe. Um, and so the walk away as we end the day is, is guys, spend some time. You know, find a word that 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 you really can hold on to, like, you know, this baseball team using bandits or, you know, even we did this at GRIP. I mean, GRIP is an acronym for our core values. I mean, we're going to put God first. We're going to be relentless in our pursuit. We're going to be men of integrity and we're going to be passionate about everything we do. So maybe find a word that you can fit those letters in that are some core values that really speak to your life. And put them down. Write them down, and then bring, show them to somebody, so that they can be, they can hold you accountable. And not only hold you accountable, but they can fight that fight with you. And because look, being being a man, being a man that has values, being a man that st- stands on principle, I mean that sounds awesome. But there's going to be challenges to that. I mean, there, you're gonna you're gonna get attacked. You're gonna those those core values will be pressed, if not daily, they're gonna all the time. You're gonna have to stand up. To them. And so, who are, who do you have in your life that will help you do that? Who stands shoulder to shoulder, back to back, and fight that fight for you to be a man of values? Because if you do, we believe, as always, man, we believe that taking these steps, you'll look up and you'll be living a life that's far greater than you ever hoped for or imagined. You'll be living out a purpose that was created for extraordinary results, and you will be experiencing more fulfillment in your life than you ever have. And so, man, thanks for hanging out with us this week. Man, we love pleasure. it. We love, uh, as I said in the beginning, I, I just love your level of passion for the outdoors, not just your, your enjoyment of the outdoors, but your passion about it. And it's, it's a soul tie. And I love when I meet people who have the same kind of soul tie. And so man, until next week, um, remember you're a man who matters. Don't forget it. B you got anything. Man, Colin, thanks again for coming
1: in today. I love you, dude, and I love what you guys are doing at the True Vine Foundation. I just think it's so amazing. For you guys listening out there, don't forget this Friday, March 15th, the first Men Who Matter event right here in Alabama. Check our website, GripWild.com, for all the information. We're giving away a bunch of stuff, a bunch of hunting gear, everything you need to get set up for this season and this year coming up. So check it out. GripWild.com, the first Men Who Matter event, Friday, March 15th, 7 p.m. It's free. You got to be there. And that's going to do it for this episode of the Men Who Matter podcast. So until next time, remember, you are a man who matters. Get after it.